Greetings and welcome to this, I think may be the final podcast from the EMS Now and Informa on Tour Europe 2022. I am with Dita Weiss. We have made it to Munich uh, for Electronica for the next two days. Uh, but on our way to Electronica today, we actually stopped and visited with two EMS in southern Germany. Uh, we wanted to give kind of a quick overview of who they were and what we saw, and then make some general comments about the overall German EMS market. So the first one we visited today is uh, uh, Bavaria Dig Digital Technique. They are an EMS in what town? Fronten. Fronten, Germany. Uh, beautiful location, by the way. Oh, my God, it was gorgeous out there. Um, we met with um, two gentlemen there. We met with the managing director, uh, Manuel Stelzer, and also with the co commercial director, Josef Oba. Um, the history on this company is that uh, it was actually started in the printing industry in 1969, um, and came a little late to the EMS industry. They actually, that occurred in 2008 when they acquired their first SMT line. Um, the current ownership is by Ad Capital Group, and uh, which is owned by a family. The, um, currently, they have about 108 employees, around 20 million euros in, in revenue, and uh, do a lot of work in the medical uh, medical, automotive, energy, and industrial markets. So, Dita, give us a little insight what you thought. Well, first of all, um, I have to admit it was my first visit to this company uh, as well, similar to you. Uh, the company for a long time uh, has been participating in our annual survey, and I have seen uh, the turnaround of this company over the last uh, seven, eight years, uh, where they did have a, a strong, much stronger dependency to the printing industry, and they have reduced, dramatically reduced this inventory, and at the same time improved their results. It's uh, a good way moving forward, and in actual fact, they are. Um, um, going to uh, expand and uh, will install a second uh, SMT line uh, probably in January or February next year uh, which will allow them to uh, be more flexible when it comes for example to prototypes but mm -hmm. as well they clearly say prototypes they will only do when there is a chance as well to uh, do the product in full later on. You know, absolutely. And I'm just noticing, too, as far as their customer base, most of their customers are within 200 kilometers of their facility. Uh, we saw a list of logos there, and it was, you know, many recognizable logos, uh, if you're familiar with, with the market. Um, and like I said, they also do kind of higher mix work, as it, it, obviously that's what we're seeing with a lot of the companies in Europe, kind of low to medium volume, high mix work. Um you know, lot sizes, I think they said the lot size is around two to 300 exactly, uh, yeah. lot size, but as low as six. <laughs> so, oh, uh, yes, that uh, is typical for a company of that size. Uh, uh, 
uh, a customer with uh, few uh, part numbers and in low quantities would definitely not go uh, to uh, a large uh, EMS. So uh, they are serving uh, a certain market and they seem to do them to that quite well. Yeah, and for smaller, well, smaller, uh, medium-sized uh, EMS, they seem to have some good engineering talent as well from what we saw. They have both in, in hardware and software, they have layout designers, and uh, I think they had about six software designers as well. As I exactly, recall. yes. And, uh, you know, work-wise they're doing mostly PCBA, 60 to 70 percent of their work. Um, and I forgot to mention before, a lot of, you know, the, the, the company that owns them, Ad Capital Group, uh, owns several other companies uh, that BDT also supports and at times can actually leverage the competencies. Yeah, of they are, uh, some of them are complementary to, to the uh, PCBA business of Bavaria Digital Technik. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, uh, one of the companies, for example, is doing plastic injection molding, mm -hmm. uh, which allows them to uh, do the housing uh, of electronics as well mm -hmm. and do full box builds. Yeah, and they report to have a, a, a good backlog going. You know, I think the big challenge for them, as they said, is just to kind of get it running, right? With the with the with the parts, the challenges that they've had with material supply chain. It's really getting in those final golden screws and getting stuff produced and pushed out. Yes, well, they they say uh, they have an order backlog uh, of about two years, mm -hmm. uh, which is not unfamiliar with uh, yeah. all the companies we talk with. Um, still, I have to admit, I'm worried uh, uh, how much hot air is in there. Uh, that yeah. is a general uh, problem uh, which might uh, affect this industry uh, next mm -hmm. year or uh, uh, in two years' time. Yeah, but they're clearly uh, planning for growth, planning for success. You know, as you indicated, they are making investments in a new SMT line, uh, I think a new X ray. Uh, new AOI and and their first SPI as well. So I think it's a good story, um, and uh, it'll be interesting to track them. Now the second EMS we left from there and drove up, and we met with uh, one of the Katek uh, facilities in Mauerstetten. Um There we were able to meet with the managing director uh, Michael Schwell, and then also with Jürgen Lauda, who is the kind of a special projects, uh, I don't know if it's manager, director, what the right title is, uh, within Katek, but it's interesting because the Mauerstetten facility was his family's, his father started that business uh, many years ago, I think, and then he and his brother took it over in 1999 and, and then grew it and then it was ultimately, what was it called, ETL, what was the name? ETL Elektrotechnik Lauter. Yeah. Lauta is the is the family name, yes. and then they uh, that was ultimately acquired at the end of 2018 by the Katek Group. Uh, Dito, any thoughts and comments on what we saw? Well, very interesting manufacturing. We saw uh, three uh, very new um, SMT lines uh, over there. We saw several uh, lines for uh, for selective soldering. Uh, we saw uh, through hole as well uh, quite a bit of through hole as well yes yes through hole uh, automatic assembly mm -hmm. yeah so uh, we saw uh, special machinery which is being used for uh, low temperature soldering uh, either with uh, silver or with gold mm 
uh, which is interesting and the uh, boards that were manufactured there were quite impressive so uh, I really liked it uh, and uh, I got the impression that they're up for further expansion they still have some capacity but they want to do uh, even more and uh, if I got it right they even have some uh, additional land next to the factory which they might be able to acquire uh, and expand the the factory further. No exactly right and and of course uh, this particular facility is part of the larger Katek group and just kind of characterize that if I can you know the larger Katek group and they had their earnings today so we can say this I think it came out at 635 million uh, euros for for the uh, is that to, to date um, and they have about 1150 customers that they serve and you know Katek for those of you who followed um, has a, a, a unique kind of a corporate corporate structure in that it is headquartered out of Munich with a very small focused uh, staff and they've done acquisitions um, which uh, and they just did one recently in the United States uh, earlier this year in Canada excuse me and uh, they call them their speedboat so the, the the strategy is to to buy these facilities let them be managed at the facility level give the 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 P&L responsibility to the managing directors there they entrust them and then they support them at a corporate level with various functions Yes, exactly. Um, I think it was even end of last year when they uh, uh, started the discussions with uh, Sigma Point in Canada, mm -hmm. uh, but which only led to, I think, a final closing in August of this year. Uh, so uh, the Sigma Point uh, revenues will be only included for the last three months of this year right. in their annuals. And uh, now... Uh, just, uh, I think it was yesterday or uh, mm. on Friday, they announced that they are acquiring Nextech in uh, Alabama. Yeah, Madison, Alabama. In Madison, Alabama. Right by Huntsville. Yeah, and uh, uh, they hope to be able to do the closing until the end of the year. So uh, those uh, revenues going to go into the full Kartec revenues uh, um, January, latest uh, February of next year. And mm -hmm. uh, it is a clear signal uh, that they want to further grow. Uh, even so, we have seen uh, the uh, merger of uh, Anix and GPV forming a huge uh, uh, group now. Uh, Rainer Koppitz, the CEO, has not given up his goal uh, to no. become uh, uh, a top player in, in Europe in the EMS industry. Yeah, I think he's up for the challenge there. And I should say the other thing about the Cutec Group is while they have all these facility, uh, specific facilities, uh, they also allow them each to have their own kind of, they're each their own center of competence where they focus on certain specialties. And for the one that we visited today for Mauerstetten, it's really for complex products and embedded products. Yes, exactly. Um, very, very uh, interesting products, even so we can't tell too much uh, no. about it, uh, but it was definitely impressive. And uh, in the presentations we saw as well, they are now on 38 SMT lines. Yeah. Corporate-wide, uh, yeah. Yeah, corporate-wise. Uh, so that is uh, quite big. Yeah. 
and and their their the customer base that they serve as far as the industry sectors is really kind of in the transportation, e-mobility, industrial, healthcare, renewables. Those sectors are very very important. They're a full service provider as well, uh, which is important, uh, especially for a company of that size. And um, and they also do some ODMing. Uh, yes. They have their uh, kind of their white label ghost charger, which is the uh, for the for the e vehicles. Yes, we saw that as well, uh, and uh, that is a typical ODM product, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, can later on be branded by the customers uh, themselves uh, uh, and sold under the customer's brand. Yeah. So again, I think uh, two very different companies in terms of both size and complexity, um, but I think two good examples of the type of manufacturing EMS companies that are manufacturing in Germany. So Dita, let me ask you, kind of characterize the overall German EMS market for me, if you would. Well, um, the German EMS market is still the biggest European market. Um, and uh, just uh, looking at the production value of uh, EMS, we are talking about 565 EMS companies. Uh, and those companies have a total uh, in 2021 of 7.74 billion uh, Euros and they had uh, seen a substantial growth already in 2021 uh, and in 2022. Uh, I think this growth will go through the roof. We are forecasting a yeah. two digit uh, growth in uh, Germany of about 15.5 uh, uh, to 16.5%. Uh, some of it uh, price driven, but uh, a good chunk of it as well uh, quantity driven. Yeah. And I think, you know, what, what come, stands out for me when I think about, well, we visited now four EMS here in Germany. And when we talked to them about what's driving the growth, it, we, there were some certain themes that came out. Certainly the electrification of, of everything kind of is driving that, especially in the industrial area, which a lot of these companies serve, a lot of industrial they're doing. They're not doing the, 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 the high volume, low mix type stuff. This is These are much more lower, medium volume, <coughs> high mix type products. But then also they've talked about the reshoring. They've talked about <coughs> the, the potential to, to grow more within the, the OEMs in Europe as well. Oh yes, uh, <coughs> they uh, truly believe that it's going to be possible uh, uh, to convince more OEMs to finally um, give up uh, their manufacturing uh, as this technology is getting uh, more complex every time it means as well for the OEMs uh, that sooner or later they have to uh, invest in this technology and uh, it's a matter of uh, uh, available uh, cash uh, but as well it's a matter of making the right decision to first of all look who could do that for us mm -hmm. and maybe at lower cost than us having to uh, invest in new technologies uh, and uh, whereas we think at the moment we are talking about uh, uh, um, an EMS share of um, uh, electronic products uh, of about uh, 41 to 44 percent uh, over here in Germany. Uh, we think that is strongly going to march towards 50 percent. Uh, and you mentioned it as well. Um, uh, Cartex thinks that uh, about 25 
30% uh, of uh, manufacturing uh, will reshore from China over the next couple of years. Yeah, well, and to be clear, though, that wasn't Katex. That was the, they were quoting UBS. In yes, that, which in is that. a big Swiss right. bank. Exactly yeah. right. So, uh, But they believe in this. Uh, yeah. So, And it's also, I think a lot of it, it, it that we're seeing is that it's also, it's growing services within those OEMs. Beginning the business, earning the trust uh, and the confidence uh, of the OEMs, and then they're able to grow their, through their services. Um, so I think it's a good story. It'll be interesting to, to track, and I know that you will be tracking this. So. Oh, yes, definitely. I will be tracking it, and I will start immediately tomorrow morning uh, at exhibition at the exhibition over here at Electronica, mm -hmm. uh, talking with, with a lot of people uh, to get their feeling yep. about the markets, to pick their brains. Uh, so uh, all of that will help us to get a better picture, which we then afterwards can report to you as our uh, dear customers. Yeah. And I would say that by the time you hear this podcast, Electronica may be over because I know we're backed up with some of what we're push, uh, the content we're putting out on EMS now. Um, so I won't say anything about that. Let me just end by again thanking, uh, I'd like want to acknowledge our sponsors for this particular tour, uh, CalcuQuote, Coaches Scan and Micronic. We appreciate their support in allowing us to go around and visit these EMS companies and make these reports out. I know Dita and I have promised to do other podcasts about specific issues, but that hasn't happened yet. Uh, we do. We are committed to doing some more reporting out after the end of the trip, uh, and so look for that. And uh, we'll certainly be sharing more of our views, and I'll be sharing a lot of Dita's data uh, in the process as well. So. So that's it from now. Uh, keep listening and thank you very much. Bye-bye.